Good morning, Awakening Church. I'm Joe Yarbrough, your worship director and student ministries director. And first and foremost, I wanna say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers there. I am so excited because this is not only uh, the first Mother's Day for my wife, but this is uh, a different type of Mother's Day. We have so many things going on. We have a guest speaker today that's gonna be giving us the word. And uh, just a couple of announcements here as we uh, continue to do church from home. One of our main announcements that we're going to be having is if you missed out on it, we're going to be having an update video here in a couple of weeks. And maybe you already received your email of your pictures of the drive-by Mother's Day photography. And if you missed out on it, you wanted to see what we kind of did, we'll have a video update right after service. So you guys can check that out. The link will be in the bio on our YouTube and we'll have it in the comments here on the Facebook premiere. Other than that, we're going to get right into worship and I'm going to pray for us. Lord Jesus, thank you for all the mothers, new mothers, adopting mothers, spiritual mothers, and, and traditional mothers. God, we just want you to be praised in this, and may we learn through your gospel. May we see you and, and feel your presence through the worship today. And may we just be able to honor not only our mothers, but honor you through the honoring of those women in our lives. We ask this in your blessed and holy name. Amen. If you guys don't remember anything for today, remember this. I love you, and wherever you're at, why don't you stand and let's worship together. Say 
Well, good morning, church, and happy Mother's Day. So happy that you're tuning in. And I just want to thank you to all your mothers, all new mothers and expecting mothers. We appreciate your love and your care, and we wouldn't be here without you. So we just want to thank you, and we're going to continue in worship. Why don't you join us? Happy Mother's Day, Awakening. It's good to be able to come to you. My name is Carrie, and as lead pastor of the church, uh, it's just a joy to be able to celebrate our moms today and our grandmas. I pray that you will uh, have a great family day as you're together, hopefully, and even if it's by Zoom call. But this morning, we're going to have a special guest speaker for us. Uh, I always find it difficult sometimes as uh, a guy to be able to speak on Mother's Day, and so it's a unique opportunity for us to uh, let one of the great spiritual women of our church uh, be able to share. And so this morning, Miranda Sprague is going to be able to share with you. And uh, Miranda and Joey are um, leaders of our fam our young families group, life group. And they got a lot of little kids. In fact, in a little bit, you're going to be able to see a video from some of the kids before she speaks and uh, from some of our other kids as well to just provide some specialness on this special day. Miranda works with uh, Freedom Challenge, which is a ministry that came out of Operation Mobilization, which is a mission uh 
work that has been around for a long time and she works uh, with being able to raise support and uh, ministry efforts for women who are distressed, poor, uh, in the trafficking world. And Miranda's got a great heart for ministry. But what I love about Miranda is not just her great heart for ministry and uh, her great heart for Jesus, is that she really loves to disciple people. And so she's got a deep heart. In fact, when I first met Joey and Miranda in their home and we sat and shared a number of months back now, uh, they said, we're sort of deep souls. And so I like that. And so I think we're going to be blessed this morning. Uh, I know you're going to be blessed as Miranda comes and shares with us. Uh, out of her heart and scripture, I told her to bring God's word to us, and that's exactly what she's going to do. Uh, Miranda's also joined us for staff sometimes. I sort of uh, just see her as an extension, a key extension of who we are as a church ministry, both her and Joey and uh, their kids. So with that, you're going to watch a video here, and then Miranda is going to bring God's word. Thanks, Miranda, for uh, leading us to the Lord this morning. Children, what is something that you love and appreciate about your mother? Okay, Vicky. Um, she helps me when I get hurt and she makes me laugh. Oh, wonderful. Sophia? I love that mommy plays with me sometimes and I appreciate that she takes care of me. Oh, wonderful. And Scar, do you love mama? Mommy. <laughs> okay, thank you. We love you, mom. Love you. I love you, Mommy. I love you, Mommy. I love you, too, Daddy. I love you both, Daddy. Can you say I love you, Donovan? Yeah. Say thank you, Mommy. Thank you, Mommy. Say I love you. I love Bye. you. She's our homeschool teacher, and she always prays for us when we're scared. Thank you, Mommy, for taking care of us. We love you. Because she is a great example because she loves Jesus and loves us. I'm thankful that she can withstand our craziness. Love you, Mom. We love you, Mom. Love you. Love you. Love you. Say, I love you. Love you. Mommy. Mommy. Mm. Good morning, Awakening Church, and happy Mother's Day to all of our moms. I'm so thankful to be here and be a part of this church. We really hope you love that video we put together of all of our little kids. I know during this time, sometimes it's hard to not be able to see all the awakening kids. And I hope that video brought a smile to your face. And if those were one of your children, I hope you felt honored. Like I said, my husband and I, we are so thankful to be a part of the awakening church. We celebrated our year anniversary of attending this church on Easter. And we have just loved the community and the people and the worship and the learning that we've had in discipleship so far. You know, I'm really humbled today to bring the encouragement for Mother's Day since I'm only a mom of three years. 
It was actually May 13th of 2017, two hours before Mother's Day that year, that I became a mom for the first time to our um, first son, Jeremiah Sprague. And then two and a half years later, we were blessed with a baby girl on November 3rd, Harper Haven, and they are two of our greatest joys. Like Pastor Kerry mentioned, our hus my husband and I, I'm so, we're so thankful to be able to do life alongside the young families of the awakening. Um, in our life group, we have seven families, and between us all, we have 18 kids all under the age of eight. And so it's really fun when we're able to get together and the kids play. But all of us, um, myself included, are in the little years of parenting. So rather than coming to you today as this super awesome mom, um, bringing an encouragement to all the other awesome moms out there, I feel more led and more um, able to come to you as a daughter for something I've been a little bit longer. And not just deciding to come to you today as a daughter and encourage all you moms, but in order to hopefully encourage us all, I want to come to all the sons and daughters today. You know, not all of us are moms, but all of us have a mom. And I want to come back to a very important commandment we find in Exodus 20:12 that says, honor your mother and father. And in this, I hope to encourage us this Mother's Day as sons and daughters to engage in this commandment as we honor our moms. Unfortunately, honor has been lost today. A lot of us uh, don't honor our elders, our leaders, but especially our parents and especially within our youth, myself included. You know, I really regret the lack of honor I gave my mom growing up and even into my young adult years. But after becoming a mom, right, you get so much more appreciation for what our moms did. And so today as a daughter, I hope to remind us all of the beauty and the sacrifice we see in our mothers so that we can hopefully give them even a more in-depth appreciation and gratitude today as they deserve every day. And I hope that I can help you see God a little bit better through your moms and the attributes he's given them and that that would cause you to glorify him today. So let's go ahead and pray before we dive more into that. Lord, we just thank you so much for today. Lord, thank you for our mothers. Thank you for creating moms and who they are, how they just embody so much love and compassion and care. I pray, Jesus, that all of the moms today would feel an extra ounce of honor and gratitude and love from their children and those around them. Pray that you would help us as sons and daughters to engage in honor. Lord, that we would remember these amazing attributes of our mom and how they give us a glimpse of your great love and compassion for us. Please be with us today as we open up your word and be with us as a church body. Though we are all spread out, Lord, bring us near. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So recently in like my devotionals and in podcasts and different things, I keep coming across this phrase called the Imago Dei. And, you know, Imago Dei has, in essence, is basically saying that we are all created in the image of God and in his likeness. If you want to open up or if you have your Bible or iPhone or whatever, or even just look at the screen, in Genesis 1, 26 through 27, it says, Then God said, Let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them male and female, he created them. So God, in this beautiful design, decided to make two parts, right? Male and female, man and woman. And together, when they become one, they become the full embodiment, a full image of our triune God. Sometimes and often we just see God as God our Father. And, you know, that's totally biblical. We see uh, that as his name, and we come to him in biblical terms as God our Father. But the triune God in their design made both man and woman in their likeness. So when we think about it that way, if when man and woman come together as one, create a full embodiment of God, we could say that God placed what we now call our feminine attributes into woman and our masculine attributes into men. He decided, and in this, he decided to give women specific attributes to show the world and their children a deeper side of God. And that's a beautiful design. That's why mother and father are so precious and special when a family is together. 
So before we go more into these attributes we find in our moms that show us more of God's image, I want to just pause and say that I'm really deeply sorry for all of those who may not have the closest relationship or best relationship with their mom. You know, some of these attributes that we're going to talk about, you may have never experienced with your earthly mom. But as we talk about this today, I want to encourage you with two things. One, let's have grace. You know, our moms are and we're moms in a very fallen world, sinful world, and it's hard to be a mom even if you do follow Jesus or even if you are the best mom. So let's give them grace and thank them for what they did do. And two, I hope that you're encouraged. You know, in Psalms 2710, it says, my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. If some of these attributes that we talk about that we love in our mom and see, see God in them aren't something that you can relate to with your mom, I want to encourage you just as uh, the same as if we have that lack with our father relationship and our earthly relationship with our mother, we can find that in the perfect image of God because we are only made a faint of his likeness. And so let us dive into these attributes that God gave our moms and give us a glimpse of who he is. The first attribute I want to talk to today is a physical attribute that our moms have. And this physical attribute is a sacrificial creator, right? Just as our God. And so I want to take time to remind us of the physical thing our mom went through to become our mom and to give us life. I know a lot of us, or some of us, may have not have had the greatest mom, or you know, a present mom, or even know our mom. But one thing we can thank our mom for is no matter how the rest of your relationship panned out, she carried you in her room and she gave you birth. If you're watching from home today, that means your mom chose life. And she chose to endure one of the most strenuous things a human body could go through so that you could be alive on this planet with purpose today. So when I first got pregnant, I knew very little of what my body was actually going to go through. You know, some of what I remember from grade school, but not that much. But I actually really enjoyed learning more and more of the beautiful journey and design God created in letting women join them to be creators. So um, one thing that God did in this, you know, he could have created us to be born in any way, right? We think of this, or the tales of this stork um, putting the baby on the doorstep, or you know, even the animal, um, the seahorse, the only male in the whole world that actually carries baby in their womb themselves. God could have chosen any design, but he chose women, and he chose to let women participate in one of his most glorious attributes as creator. And I want to uh, bring up a couple of scriptures that we see God's attribute as creator, right? Genesis 1.26, God said, let us make man and woman after our own image, like we just read. He created us. Deuteronomy 32.18, you were unmindful of the rock who bore you and who you forgot the God who gave you birth, right? The imagery of God giving birth. John 3, uh, 3, Jesus talking about her new birth, right? Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again through the Spirit, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So moms have an amazing opportunity to work with God to create life. And in this creation of pregnancy and birth, they, it comes great sacrifice, endurance, and pain. You know, a very, it's a very symbolic journey of what a mom's about to go through for the 18 plus years, right? I mean, I think all the way until they pass at the journey they go on with their kids. And same with God, you know, he created us and then he endured with us. But I don't want to get too TMI here, but I do want to hopefully remind us or even enlighten us of what your mom went through so that you could be here today. So... Um, after conception, your mom endured nine months, that's three seasons, you think, going through spring, summer, fall, whatever it may have been to create you. And during these nine months, an amazing new organ, random new organ, not random, was created within your mom called the placenta. Now, this placenta holds all the nutrients that a baby needs and all the oxygen that a baby needs to grow. 
And these nutrients and oxygen doesn't just come from thin air, but rather is taken from your mother's nutrients. And not just the nutrients from food she gets throughout the day. No, a baby needs much more than that. I want to quote what this says here. It says, the mother's body continuously breaks down muscle, fat, and bones, releasing the proteins, fat, and calcium through the placenta that a baby needs in order to grow. Your mom, if you think about it, was literally shedding every part of her to create you for you to be here today. And it has had a lasting strain on her body ever since. And I'm sure all the moms out there could say amen. So I just want to stop and pause and let us say, wow, thanks, mom, for that sacrificial journey of pregnancy to create us through Jesus. And then after pregnancy comes birth, right? Which, because of the fall, we know in Genesis 3 that women are now to experience birth with pain. But birth in its actual design is another beautiful and miraculous thing that God created. You know, most people would guess that the hormone, which is the hormone that starts pregnancy, starts, or sorry, starts birth contractions, most would guess that hormone would be the same hormone that, you know, causes stress or pain or fear. You know, our fight or flight instinct kicks in, survival mode, get this baby out kind of thing. But that's wrong. You know, the, in God's design, the hormone he chooses to be released to begin labor is oxytocin. And oxytocin is also known as the love or the bonding hormone. You know, men only experience this hormone during the pleasure of intimacy, but women get to experience this hormone two other times. And that's when they go into labor and when they get to nurse their child. God created your mom in a unique way that in the literal sense, by love, she birthed you into this world and you are bonded to her through that process. And so just a complete side note on that, some moms and people out there are like, what, how is it the love hormone oxytocin that is released where I am not feeling any of that during labor? You know, because of the fall, fear now entered into this world, right? Sin and the fear hormone, although oxytocin is working, directly cancels out the benefits of the love hormone. So you don't experience delight during labor. Usually you experience more of fear and pain. But that's a whole other spiel and sermon on its own. So even if you don't have the best relationship with your mother, which I know a lot of us have great relationships out there, but even if you don't, I want to encourage you that at the very least, we can find appreciation and give gratitude for her and her labor of love, right? That she physically went through so that we could be here today. And in that, I hope that brings us to worship God in amazement on how he created our mother to do so. And that he is a beautiful creator, right? Our moms only partnered with God, but he truly created us through love. So now beyond this physical first act that a woman has to go through in order to become a mom, I want to talk more about the mental, but more so even the emotional and, and spiritual sacrifices and attributes that our mom have. Not only does a woman go through that physically, but she also goes through a mental change when she becomes a mom at birth. I'm going to quote this because I don't want to butcher it, but neuroscience found that just after pregnancy, women had gray matter brain changes in regions involved with social cognition or the ability to empath empathetically understand what is going on in the mind of someone else. So on another level, lower level, brain activity significantly increases in the regions that control empathy, anxiety, and social interaction. And to really sum that up, in other words, those maternal feelings that you as a mom may have or that your mother has of overwhelming love, fierce protectiveness, and constant worry begin at birth with the actual mental change, a brain change in us by God's design. So unlike your father, your mom went through a neurological changes to truly become your mother and all God designed her to be. On a side note, again, before we go on, I want to just encourage you that if you're an adoptive mother and you never went through actually a physical birth, and whether that's your adopted mother, you know, legally not, you, you mother people in your life, I want to encourage you that God always equips those who he sent. 
And so if you are an adoptive mother, I believe these attributes have been increased in you as well through the grace of God. So let's talk about these three attributes that we find in our mothers that point us more to who God is. Overwhelming love, fierce protectiveness, constant worry. So this first one, overwhelming love. We see in scripture so many times that God's love is actually compared to that of a mother, right? If you want to open up your Bibles again, we're going to flip through a couple different verses, but Isaiah 66, 13, as one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you, empathy of the Lord. Isaiah 49, 15, can a mother forget her nursing child? Can she feel no love for the child she has born? But even if that were possible, I would never forget you, the deep love of, of our God. Isaiah 25, 8, the sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. I love that imagery. You know, think of a mom wiping off the tear of their, of their child. And then Psalms 34, 18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. There's something about our moms who can just help heal a broken heart, right? The tender love. So I want to talk about a movie slash book called The Shack. And, you know, there's a lot of controversy sometimes around it in the Christian world. You know, it arises especially because when in the beginning in this story, um, fiction narrative, right? In the beginning, God is actually embodied as a, as a woman to the main character and rather than a man. And though later in the story, God actually then embodies more of a man and father figure. But why I think sometimes we have a hard time is that this whole concept that God has motherly attributes um, and thinking God in feminine terms can be uncomfortable for some of us. But I want to remind the church that God is beyond gender, right? The gender pronouns are simply metaphors to help us understand a God who is well beyond our full understanding. I know there are many Christians who are uneasy with feminine uh, images of God, but using feminine metaphors of God is not a radical feminist innovation. Actually, I love from this book, um, Feminism and Christianity, it says... Uh, people describe God in feminine terms, not because God is actually a woman, but because feminine or maternal traits say something true about God. And that can be said of masculine and maternal images of God. We must not confuse these metaphors with God's reality. So just as we saw in those scriptures before, right, God's compared to a mother, it is biblical to compare God to feminine attributes of a mother. But the only thing we do find biblical on how to actually refer to him by name is God the Father. So with that, going back to this shack, this, shack, this story, this movie, this narr fictional narrative, what happens is that the main character, this man, goes through one of the most worst things I think a father could ever go through, the kidnapping and murder of his youngest daughter. And he, you know, after this, he strugg he's struggling with deep anger, deep resentment, and mostly heartbreak. And so he finds himself coming to this random cabin in the woods where the trying God is. God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are there to help heal him. And when he comes to this, he, he comes to God, who is embodied as a woman. And he says, I thought God would be an old man with a gray beard. And in that moment, she says, for now you needed a mother. And I found that so intriguing because, in other words, what God is saying in a fictional narrative is he, she, he needed deep empathy, right? The main character who just went through such heartbreak, he needed deep empathy and a patient and a gentle love. In that moment, it was the motherly attributes of God that could heal his broken and crushed spirit. But what I love about this story, too, is later on when he is healed of his broken and crushed spirit and he's needed to do the brutally hard task of burying his daughter and forgiving the man who did it, God then embodies a father and said, for this task, you need a dad. So I love this fictional narrative that helps represent the truth that God is a more perfect version of our mothers when he comforts and he loves us. There is nothing like the, the presence and the arms of our mother, right? You think of a kid who scuffs his knee or when my little boy gets scared, right? There's nothing more that he wants than to run into the arms of his mom because we offer that gentle, tender compassion. 
That's something I love about our moms. So not only does our mom have the attribute of overwhelming love that shows just a picture of the vast overwhelming love that our father has for us, but let's talk about this next brain change, right? The fierce protectiveness. So today we have these pictures, right, of we constantly see of a mother hen gathering her chicks under her wings or a mama bear and her cubs. And it all comes from this idea of the truth that moms are always going to step in and help and defend our child when they're in need. But these pictures are actually biblical themes as well. You know, I love these two pictures and imagery of a mama bear and her cub and, you know, the mama hen with the chick under her wing. But like I said, these are biblical themes that we can find in Scripture. Let's look at some more Scripture together. Matthew 23, 37. Jesus looking over Jerusalem. This is when Jesus is looking over Jerusalem. He says, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones God messengers. How often I wanted to gather you, your children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings, but you wouldn't let me, right? That motherly care of protection, fierce protectiveness. We see that in the Psalms as well, this kind of metaphor, biblical theme. I will take refuge in the shadow of your wings until the disaster has passed in Psalms 57. Psalms 91 4 he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge and uh, and then the next one that we go to is God uh, compares himself to that of a bear right Hosea 13 8 like a bear robbed of her cubs I will attack them and rip them open and then in Psalms 34, 17, we think of God's fierce protectiveness and help in this one. The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help, and he rescues them from their time of, treasure, of trouble. You know, God has placed something deep inside moms, even animal moms, to uh, be fierce protectors of the vulnerable, of the innocent, the young, and the weak. And why? Why, why would God bless moms with that attribute. You know, why is because he's created us to preserve life, right? To allow littles to grow up in a safe environment so that they can thrive and grow. That is God's heart for moms, and that is his heart for his children. You know, I love the fierceness of my mom. That is one attribute, 100% I can testify in my, the, my own mom. You know, I never doubted growing up that my mom would protect me, and, and it was about my welfare. There were even times when I would have to calm my mom down because of the fierceness she had when she saw her kids were facing injustice, you know, or were being mistreated. I love that about my mom. It's in their instincts to, in, in their instinct to protect, to defend, and so is it in God's. God is a fierce protector over you. We see that in um, Old Testament scripture. A lot of this, the imagery came from that. You know, God was constantly for his children of Israel, protecting them in many ways. And we see that today as we are born again children of God, how he is so near and dear and he is um, an advocate and a fierce protector of us. And, you know, not only in his kids' we saw in the Old Testament, or those who acknowledge him today, but those who don't even acknowledge him, right? God, we see through scripture, is a fierce protector of those who face injustice for the vulnerable, for the children, and for the weak, whether they call him God or not. In Matthew uh, 6, 18, 6, we see, but if you cause one of these little ones to fall into sin, it would be better for you to have a large millstone tied around your neck and drowned in the depths of the sea. That's a harsh threat, but it's because he's serious about protecting his children. So I love, I love, I love those attributes of our moms and how that shows more of who God is. And the next one is constant concern. Right in that quote, it said that more anxiety or constant worry is, is the term that it used for what a mom, when a mom becomes a mom. You know, I have never been much of a worrier. You know, anxiety isn't my struggle. But when I became a mom, something in my brain clicked. I would have the most random thoughts in the middle of the night come to my head. Uh, or every time that my son got in the car with someone else or would stay the night or I was away, right? Just these thoughts of worry. Now, it is a sin for us as moms to worry because what it's showing is that we're not trusting God with 
our children's lives who are actually his life. But um, being a mom has sure led me to sleepless nights of prayer to combat the worry that has come over me for my kids and surrendering my control to God. But God doesn't have constant worry, I would say. I would use the word he has constant concern, right? God doesn't sin. He doesn't have anxiety in the sense that we do. But our God is constantly concerned for us, our welfare, our well-being, our safety. And he's constantly thinking of us. We think of that script, those scriptures um, throughout the Psalms of, you know, your thoughts towards me are more than the numbers of sand on the sea, your hairs on your head. He is constantly concerned and thinking of us. He wants, um, you know, I think about as a mom, you know, it'd be every mom's dream to be a helicopter mom, right? We have that phrase, helicopter mom, because moms have a tendency to want to just hover over our children and constantly be there to take care of them. And, uh, you know, it doesn't come from this place of, like a lot of our children feel, of this tyranny, control, power trip kind of thing. It comes from this deep love of, oh, I love you. I know what's best for you. I want to make sure you're well and, and uh, please trust me kind of control, right? But our control over our children and over at a certain age or age stage. But what I love about God is that God is always there. He is always aware and he is always caring what is going on in our life. And he is always in the most loving control over our life as well. And what a relief, right? Just as a child, when they're little, you know, when it gets older, it gets a little bit annoying. But just as a child loves to know that their mom is near, they go to the playground, they look back, where's my mom? So it is a relief to us today that know that our God is constantly concerned for us. I want to bring up some scripture that shows this attribute of God and how we see that in our mothers. Hosea 11.3, yet it was I who taught Ephraim to walk. I took them up by their arms. I led them by cords of kindness and bands of love. I bent down to them and I fed them. The imagery, right? A mom just being there. I'm, I'm helping them walk. I'm leading them by love and kindness. I'm bending down and feeding them and taking care of that constant concern for welfare. Psalms 147.3, he heals the brokenhearted and bandages the wound. Wounds. I just think of a mom, you know, putting the Band-Aid over the scuffed knee of a child and how that just brings comfort to a child. Band-Aid solves everything. Mark 6, 31. Then because so this is uh, in context, you know, Jesus and his disciples had been out ministering, and he says, then because so many people were coming and going and they did not even have a chance to eat, Jesus says to them, the disciples, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and let's get some rest. I mean, how motherly does that sound? You know, we've been working hard, you've been working hard. Let's rest. Let's have some food. Let's take care of you. And then we see in, um, let me switch here. We see in Psalms 32, 8, the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Our, our moms want to, they, they care so much about us. I think of the imagery of, you know, a child up with their mom at 1, 2, 3 a.m. in the morning at the kitchen table just talking about everything. My mom, I could talk to about everything and anything all the time. She's always there, and she, she cares. She's not just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She wants to know. And that is such an, uh, a great image of who God is. He is there at 1, 2, 3 a.m. in the morning wanting to hear your cares. We even see that in First Peter that says, give all of your worries and cares to God, for he cares for you. And next we see in Psalms 145:18, the Lord is near to all who call on him, right? The God, God's nearness. And then in 1 John 4:13, we see by this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he gave us his spirit. God made a way through the Holy Spirit to literally always be with us. You know, to talk about constant con concern. He made a way to be able to be with us and to never forsake us. You know, though it may be annoying at times, and even in our adulthood, of our mom's constant worry and concern over us, it comes from a deep, deep love. And we, it reflects the constant care from our omnipresent God. 
So isn't it beautiful to see how God created our moms in a unique way and all that they do for us and how they've created and they love and they protect and they care for us? And even more beautiful that they represent some of the most important and comforting attributes of God. They are just a picture of our sacrificial creator and his overwhelming love, his fierce protectiveness, and his constant concern for us. So in closing, to all you sons and daughters, honor your mother. Appreciate her physical emotional, and spiritual sacrifices she's made for you. I want to encourage you to practice honor today. Take time in whatever way, you know, we have to be a little bit more unique these days, but to do so, to honor your mom and her life. I want to encourage maybe to take some sweet time for those who have lost your mom to remember her. I think of Pastor Carrie and Jennifer and other people in our congregation today who are, who are celebrating their first Mother's Day of their mom being in heaven. I want to encourage you to take some sweet time to just remember, speak out memories of these attributes that you see in your mom and how she pointed you to see God in a more clear picture. And for us who have our moms here today, let us take time to communicate our gratitude, to specifically thank her for things that she done, and hopefully to serve her in a way today that she feels extra loved. And lastly, let us honor the Lord today. Let us appreciate not only making our mother and who we have, but for who he is, for his overwhelming love, for his fierce protectiveness, and for his constant concern as our sacrificial creator. And let us live in this encouraging reality that, and comforting reality that that's who our God is. We are so thankful. So let us take time to pray before we close up here and honor our moms. Lord, we thank you so much again for today. I pray, God, that you would bless us and bless our mothers. Help us to honor God, I pray that you would bring to mind things that our mom has done throughout our life to show these attributes. Help us to see you, God, in a deeper way as we dove into these attributes of who you are. And may we honor you and may we enjoy that relationship that we have with you and these attributes. Lord, thank you for your overwhelming love. Thank you, God, that you protect us. And thank you, God, that you are constantly with us and caring for us. Please be with the moms, be with our families, Lord. Keep us safe and healthy. And Lord, I pray that we would be able to come together soon. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Awakening Church again, happy Mother's Day to all of our moms. And I just want to encourage you guys, if you need prayer, uh, please feel free to email us, to connect with us as a church. We are still here to pray and to be with you, we have those devotionals throughout the week in many ways to stay connected as a church body. It was an honor and a blessing to encourage my church today. And we just, our Sprague family, we love you, we miss you, and we hope to worship together soon. Have a great Sunday.